Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Cane Radio's Chip Shots Golf Talk for the next hour. Happy Halloween, everyone. It's your host, me. It's his favorite holiday, yes. As a kid growing up, this was it, man. Growing up on Indus Street, we used my aunts and all. We used to take me trick-or-treating down Indus Street, Edgewater Drive, Country Club Drive. What a great, great evening. My friend, Father Lemoyne, I'm a devoted, devoted Catholic, for those of you that do not know me, but my friend and golfing partner who's passed away many years ago, Father Lemoyne used to tease me, he said, Teddy, you know this is a pagan holiday. I said, yeah, Padre, but I think God has sense of humor and he'll give me a pass on this one. So at any rate, happy Halloween, everyone. Be careful if you're driving out between 6 and 8. The little ones will be on the street getting their candy and treats. Good for them. Last week I was absent, and I want to thank Boxcar, my uh, colleague, for uh, stepping in for me. Appreciate his efforts. Uh, yes, I was gone because of a funeral for a former teammate of mine, LSU teammate, way back in the day in 1969, 70, and 71. Mike Drury and I played uh, together on the LSU golf team, and uh, he passed away suddenly and uh, attended the funeral with... Uh, some of my other friends, so uh, he, uh, we all, hold on, let me take care of this text. It's my son texting me from Maui, wanting to know if I'm on air, and certainly I am. And so Mike was a left-hander, Mike Drury, and uh, his, he, uh, he passed away, and like I said, a bunch of our teammates got together and had a good old time. Mike used to love to drink beer, so... Uh, he, uh, he had it set up to where we could drink some beer after his funeral. And uh, a sad occasion turned into a nice one with, uh, with me reminiscing with a lot of my teammates. Anyway, let's talk a little golf before we do that. Let's thank our sponsors. Certainly want to thank... <coughs> my son wants to know if he wants me to call in. Certainly I do. So I'm going to give him a thumbs up and say, you bet. And he can call in anytime he wants. So let's thank Clico, Central Louisiana Electric Company. Uh, they provide us with uh, electricity and give us tips on uh, how, how, how to uh, save money for, uh, with our electricity bill, certainly. Coca-Cola Bottling Company of uh, Lafayette, Mr. Lee Tadford. We appreciate his sponsorship. And uh, he does a lot of other things for us here at, at Kane Radio, of course. High school football, we're in the middle of the season. We're more towards the end of the high school season. And uh, he, uh, <coughs> he sponsors that as well. And so um, our final sponsor, GolfBalls.com, our final title sponsor is uh, right there on Arnold Boulevard. And, and they, of course... Uh, have all the golfing equipment and, and, and stuff you have, and I think my son's going to be calling in shortly, so I'm kind of fumbling here. But uh, golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, right there in Lafayette for all your, uh, your needs for, uh, for your golf equipment. You can go out and try hitting the golf clubs and the new latest equipment into their hitting bay and all. And, of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Road, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. And uh, let's see if I can uh, pull up... Uh, UL, well, I'm going to save it for when he calls, or if he calls. We'll see. All right, so let's start, start with uh, 
Let's start with uh, Chafalaya. Of course, they still have in their Twilight Scrambles, right? It's going to end pretty soon with Daylight Savings Time checking out. But uh, every Thursday, two-person team. I'm sure they teeing off before 5.30 because they wouldn't have a time enough to play with one or two holes. Anyway, it's uh, $40 for non-members, $30 for passholder members, and uh, it includes your card, green fee, range, prize money, and food as well. All right, I believe that's, uh, that's him in the flesh. So let's, uh, let's go to the phone line and say hello. You're on the air with Chip Shots. Aloha. Aloha. We got the Cajuns all the way from Hawaii. The UL Raging Cajun Golf Co- Coach, my son Theodore Sliman, on the air from Maui. Uh, just uh, just completed uh, the Maui Kanaalapali Classic in the Raging Cajuns. I'm going to let him tell you all about it, but they played some kind of golf uh, coming down the stretch. So uh, tell us a little bit about the last round, Theodore, and uh, how proud you are of your team. Well, I, I, I think before we go and talk about the last round, I think we've got to talk about the two previous rounds, particularly the first round. Um, the team was kind of struggling, and we had Hudson Dubinsky, a senior who was sidelined all fall, uh, step up his debut round in, in, in this season, shoot 68, and really, uh, really kind of gave a spark to the whole team. And then so we, we wound up shooting even par that first round, and our whole goal this whole trip has been our eraser score our, our our five man trying to see if we could produce a collective effort and have the have our highest score of the tournament be a even par round and we, we unfortunately didn't do that but they really fought hard every day really really trying to accomplish that goal and, and they came out and, and shot a good five under par that uh, the second round and had us sitting there about middle of the pack and then uh, and then the final round was just off to the races from the very very start and uh, it was really cool. I had a bunch of coaches come up to me and say, "Man, you guys got on a heater, didn't you?" And um, <laughs> it was it was really really cool. Shot a had an individual round, low round school record of 63 uh, by Eli Ortigo, and, and then had a team total of 830, which was a school record. And then that final round. Uh, where we made, I think, 30 birdies. If you include the Eagles, that's two birdies. We had 30 birdies and uh, shot, shot. Um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Two, 267. Right. Uh, five uh, as, as another as another school record. So three three school records in one tournament is pretty special. Um, so really, really proud of these guys. Extremely proud of them. Absolutely. And um, number one, number 11th ranked Oklahoma shot 41 under par and one. Clemson was second at 29 under. Number 49 ranked Liberty shot 26 under. And then the Raging Cajuns shot 22 under and tied the team Colorado, Kansas, and East Tennessee State. And East Tennessee State ranked 46. So that's three ranked teams that you were in contention with. You also beat three uh, ranked teams in Ole Miss, Georgia, and North Florida. And uh, these teams are ranked uh, inside the top 50 in college golf. Explain to our listeners, what does that mean if you want to compare it to uh, the top rankings in, say, football? You know, you got the top 25 in football, you have the top 50 in, in, in uh, college golf, but how does that relate to football? Yeah, well, you, you have 100 and, 100 and what, 35 Division One football schools. If that, I think you have... If like, that, yeah. and then you have, you have 300, 320 Division One golf programs, so if you're inside the top 100... 
basically is like being inside the top 25 of college football. But then if you're like Georgia, who we, who we beat, um, was 20th in the country. So you're looking at, that's a, in football language, that, that's a single digit in football language, you know, being top 10 in the foot, in football. So it, it, it's huge, it's huge for us. It's huge for their confidence that, you know, something that obviously I'm not being arrogant, but you recruit these young men because you believe in them and you believe they're capable of, of doing great things. Well, now I think whenever they see themselves maybe, you know, have a little victory over some top-ranked schools, they, they believe a little bit more in themselves and, 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 and believe in each other as well. Uh, you know, and, and you look at this tournament, we had all five of our guys at least shoot one round in the 60s. Right. And that, that, that's new for, for us. That, that hasn't been around in a while. And when you got your five bag and your four guy – capable of going out there and, and posting something that you know in the 60s that really bleeds into your one and two guys so um it, it confidence is huge in sport and i can tell you this the cajun golf team is coming back with a lot of confidence but uh you know hopefully more importantly it, it can, it's going to inspire them to work hard over the winter to uh to, to to have this continue and build upon for the spring well we certainly hope so uh, and I was looking at the individual scores. Of course, Eli Artigo shooting 73, 68, 63. Outstanding golf there. Then Charlie Flynn improved every round, 72, 70, 65. So that, that's a big plus. Yeah, that was career low for Charlie in that 65. And he, he improved every round, uh, which was extremely impressive. And, and, you know, it was really neat to see Charlie come off the golf course. And he's sitting there and, and you know, with a great round of 65. But then he sees his, sees his younger teammate, clipped him by two and you saw a huge smile on his face and he was just so happy and proud of Eli, which that, that shows, that shows what this team's about. You know, they're, 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 they're a team. And uh, as a coach, that really, really makes you proud. Absolutely. And it seems like they're building up that chemistry that's needed, you know, to pull for each other and, and urge each other on and practice hard during the off season. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud of your freshman, true freshman, I might say, from South Africa, Milan. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. But uh, he had scores of 73, 67, 70, so he contributed. First time he doesn't finish as the top player for the Cajuns this fall season. So what's your thoughts on Milan? No, absolutely. Milan's been, uh, he's been in the lineup from day one, and he's a, he's a fixture in the lineup as a freshman. And, and not only a fixture in the lineup as a freshman, but he's a He's proven himself uh, on a on a very large scale to be. Um, he's going to develop into something quite special here, and uh, just really, really pleased and honored to uh, to have the opportunity to have him here. He's having a great time as a as a Cajun. His nickname is Little Ernie. <laughs> Good. And he's, he's not he's not little by any means. No. Um, and uh, once he once he fills into his body uh, and, and keep, continues to mature, he's going to be a, he's going to be quite. Uh, Quite a player. I think. I think more school records will be uh, will be not knocked off um, in in his tenure here. Great. Well, f- finishing up with your team players, Jake Marler. I got to see Jake in uh, golfballs.com right before y'all left. I think it was the day before. I was in there on some business, and we chatted for a little while. And he, he said he was struggling with his putting, but he had rounds of 71, 75, and then sixty nine. So he continued to uh, to improve and show grit. Along with Hutton Dubinsky, you mentioned him as on the injured list and now released to play, opened up with a 68, and they had some nice pair of 74s to finish. So what's your thoughts on those two players there? No, absolutely. Jake Jake has really shown a lot of confidence and 
he's uh, he's had a very good good consistent fall, and it was nice to see him get his career low in that final round. Um, it could have been really low. He had a couple couple blemishes there, some unforced errors, and he cleaned those up. He, he would have been posting something just right there with uh, with Charlie and Eli. I can assure you. You know, um, how many birdies, Jake? I believe you had seven seven birdies in that final round shows. Wow, you know, you great. Said you, saw, you saw him at golfballs.com, and he was struggling with his putter. Obviously, he found something with it because to make seven birdies, um, you, you, you're making some putts. And uh, just really, really proud of all of them. Right, and good to see Hudson back in the lineup after his injury. And uh, looks like he's, uh, he's fully healed, and uh, maybe he'll sharpen up his game over the, the winter months, and the whole team will come together. I think your next tournament's going to be uh, February 13th and 14th, the uh, Mobile Bay Intercollegiate, so that's when the Cajuns will uh, start up the spring season, and of course we uh, we hope that we have a great spring season and uh, end it up with a championship. Absolutely. Well, I do appreciate you guys taking uh, taking our call. Uh, I'll let you speak to uh, to a to a record a sophomore that here has uh, has the school record low round. If you want, you got it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Hello? E- Eli's coming. Yes, he is. All right. Great round, buddy. Hey, how are y'all? We're doing great, man. Uh, just want to congratulate you. That, that's an awesome finish. Uh, I know you're so happy and proud, and uh, your parents are as well. And uh, all of us back here in Louisiana are proud of the Cajuns and uh, y'all performance. So uh, what was it like coming down the stretch there, knowing you were on fire? Yeah, it was fun. Thank you all. Uh, I was trying to trying to birdie or eagle my last hole, but all was good. Certainly, certainly. Uh, how how did it feel to be on a roll like that? Did you were you a little nervous getting that much under par? Well, it just happened so fast. It started so hot, so I guess I didn't really realize how many under par I was in the beginning, and then just kept trying to do the same thing. Right, and uh, I know I know you're proud of all your teammates. Uh, they all played well coming down the stretch as well. So, uh, so good things are in for the Cajuns this uh, this coming season, the spring season coming up in a, in a few months. But uh, in between that, we hope the weather straightens up pretty good and y'all get to practice and work real hard and uh, gel together as a team like y'all did this past week in Maui. Absolutely, we're excited. Yep. So, uh, so it's up to y'all to push each push each other and uh, and make sure that you continue to improve and grow. And I know uh, y'all y'all will be a, a, a fine contending team come next spring. So, uh, you continue to have a good time over there. Enjoy your trip, and uh, we'll see you back in the states here in Louisiana this coming week, hopefully. Sounds good. Go Cajuns. You got it. Go Cajuns is right. All right, well, there you go. Uh, live report from the Raging Cajuns golf team uh, in Maui, having a good time and uh, continuing to uh, savor in their victory. They're not their victory, but uh, their, their fine play in the uh, Kanaalapale Beach Classic hosted by uh, Hawaii. And once again, uh, finishing tied for fourth, but uh, setting all kinds of records and uh, beating uh, ranked teams left and right. They beat Georgia, Ole Miss, and North Florida, who are ranked in the top 40 in the, in the nation. And uh, just an awesome showing. And uh, you can tell that uh, Theodore and, and the coach is really proud of uh, the finish for the Cajuns there. And so with that, we'll get back to our local news. 
uh, before we take a break and uh, head up with some national news. But uh, right now we're going to go to Bellevue where um, they had some tournaments this past weekend as well. Uh, Franklin American Legion Golf Tournament, uh, two-man scramble was played, and uh, the winners of that were Dean Dache and Mike Zerlot, minus 15. And they also had, and I've been announcing this, so I'm going to have to throw it in the trash after today, St. Mary's Cup, where they played a nine-hole Ryder Cup-style match against their nine-hole component partner uh, opponent over there. St. Mary's Golf Course played uh, up against Bellevue, and uh, for the first time in three years, they're, they're the champions. And then this weekend, they had their 13th annual blowout, a three-person scramble, which was uh, rescheduled from way back in August when um, we had so much rain in August. So uh, they had that tournament, and uh, 18 teams participated. In the first flight, the champions were Brian Carline, along with Ricky and Johnny Parvino, shooting 18 on the par. They edged out by one stroke. Brandon Burdett, the owner's son, and along with Brett Sennett and uh, Asa Tibbs, one of uh, Catholic High School's former players and an outstanding player in his own right. So uh, good for those guys, playing good golf over at Bellevue. In the second flight, Dan Hildalgo and Hugh Hildalgo teamed up with Chris Childress to shoot minus 12 and win the second flight. They edged out Jamie Chauvin, Ian Ruskowski, and Johnny Smith had 11 under. Also at Bellevue, they had the Kittyana Pro-Am last week. First time all teams in the whole field, there were 58 players, uh, all, play, all teams rather were in the plus. Pretty good there. So uh, shooting a perfect score, plus 20, the winning team of Brad Rodriguez, Steve Didier, Jimmy Daniels, and Jimmy Rogers, and they won $80 all redeemable at golfballs.com. Tied for second and uh, winning in a scorecard playoff was yours truly. Teddy Sliman tied with, uh, paired with Mike Barrez, Johnny Viator, and Norris Thibodeau shooting 15, under, 15 plus 15, winning $60. And then winning $38 with also a score of 15 plus 15 was Doug Robichaud, Dan Hildalgo, Robbie Dardorn, and Paul Laduser. The individual winners, Brandon Burdett, Randy McDaniels, Steve Didier, and Robbie Darden, all winning $30 for their efforts there. And then down at Sugar Oaks, a lot of action going on over there, but uh, if you're just a player and want to check out their specials, 9 or 18 holes Monday and Tuesday for only $22. Sugar Oaks is one of the only, co only courses in our area that's open on Monday, and they open up on Monday afternoons, I believe. Then their Wednesday specials are a doozy. $31, you can play as many holes as you want all day for just 31 bucks. Then they had this past weekend, despite the rain, the Knights of Columbus Council 1208 Fundraising Golf Tournament, and it was a tremendous success. A bunch of thanks goes out to Kenny Lejeune with Community First Bank for cooking. He was on the course cooking, and uh, he does, always does a good job, and Kenny loves that. Also, Steve Sinek, no, Steve Stein, I can't even read my own writing. Steve Stein cooked as well, and he cooked jambalaya and was positioned out on one of the holes out there. As the players passed through, they got some jambalaya from him. And then breakfast was provided by Miriam 
Medical Center. We appreciate all the contribution those people and businesses made. Special thanks goes out to Sugar Oaks and their staff for doing an outstanding job. And then all the Knights of Columbus who were out there helping. I, I couldn't be out there. I had a family reunion, which was awesome in itself. But uh, I missed being, not being out there because golf's my love, right? And I, I certainly like to be out there with my Knights, fellow Knights, and uh, run that golf tournament. But uh, unfortunately, I couldn't. And then we also want to thank all the whole sponsors uh, who contributed, but uh, we're not able to play. And that was a... a a big, big boost for our efforts. And then we re had a record $14,000 raised. And, uh, of course, that's gross money. Uh, I guess all when said and done would come about about 11000 That uh, The proceeds go to uh, charities right here in New Iberia. The, the uh, pro-life movement, the uh, Unexpected Pregnancy Center gets funds from it, St. Francis Dinah, Social Service Center, the Homeless Shelter, and among a, a bunch of other good things the Knights of Columbus do for our community here. So thanks to all who uh, helped and contributed. And now to the results of the tournament. First gross went to Jay Smith, Eric Indes, and Tim Bear. They shot a whopping 14 under, 58, and won by six strokes. Three really good players there. Finishing tied for second in uh, scorecard playoff uh, Separated them. So second gross was Mitch Guillory, Gerald Segu, and Reed Foreman shooting 64-8 under par. Third gross went to Dylan Mesh, Kyle Mesh, and Brady Dennis also with a 64. And then on the net side, our own boxcar Bajeron teamed up with our friend Jim Reed and his son Bryce Reed and shot a 46 net and uh, won that. Second place net went to Terry H.A., Tommy Rossinet, and Bobby Buto with a 50. Then third net, Darren Freeman, Boyd Booty, and Mike Bork, 51. So great success for the Knights of Columbus Golf Tournament. And then for their local players, they had their MGA events this week, and they always play Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Of course, their Wednesday, Wednesday scramble because of daylight has been moved up to 3.30, and uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do once we uh, hit that uh, awesome, or awful, I should say, daylight savings time. No, no golfers like that. And so their uh, Wednesday scramble on October 26th was won by Paul Ladusur, Ronnie Finley, and Eric Lachelet. They were minus four, beating Robert Burton and Nicky Melanson. They were minus three. Then Friday, their shamble, Front back in 18 was won by one team, Mark Ami, Ricky Bork, and Dylan Mesh. They won it all. Winning the all-important skins, because that's cash, right? One apiece went to Mark Ami, Greg Dubois, and Dylan Mesh. And then Sunday, October 30th, they had a shootout. And uh, fr that's front back in 18 as well. Uh, on the front, they, they drew for teams. And then uh, they played their own score and added up the points. So uh, 37 points was the win in the front, and that was Mark Army, Ricky Bork, and Eric Lachelet. Win in the back, Robert Burton, Ryan Hornsby, and Keith Domingue, 30 points total. And then the skins, Robert Burton won two skins. Ryan Hornsby and Mark Army won one skin each. And then also at uh, Sugar Oaks recently, they had the New Iberia Senior High Baseball Tournament which raised funds for that baseball program. McElhenney, the Tabasco Company, won that event. 
then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks, had an event at Beaver Creek, one of my favorite municipal golf courses right there in Zachary, just north of Baton Rouge. Uh, and there was a tie in the first flight. Went to Darren Freeman and Greg Dubois. They were plus two each. Second flight winner was Kit Kern, plus six. Their next tournament is scheduled for Kashati Pines. That's November 13th, a couple of weeks from now. Of course, that's a casino tournament, right? There's a casino associated with Kashati Pines. And uh, I'm sure the guys are going to hook up with their wives, go down there and play a practice round, and then uh, frequent the casino that night and have a good time and catch a good meal and play in the tournament the next day. What a nice weekend for uh, the Gator Golf Club to look forward to. Then moving on over to Cane Row, they have specials as well. Their twilight rates, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is $30. <coughs> and for seniors, 60-plus, <coughs> excuse me, after 2 p.m. Of course, that's going to have to change, too, with daylight savings time. But it's thirty-eight forty-six for a senior rate, 60-plus. And then their Wednesday special, just like Sugar Oaks, uh, $30 after 12 noon. So you can take big advantage of uh, discounts there. But if you want to be a member, you can get some discounts as well and some perks. And here they are, 20% off for all soft goods if you're a member at Cane Row, 10% off for all hard goods, and uh, it's only $142 a month. And you can book your tea times well in advance one week, and that's a big, big blessing there or advantage because uh, when they're busy, it's hard to get your selected tea time. So you can book if you're a member one week in advance. And they also charge your handicap from the LGA, Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. If you're interested in that, of course, if you play in tournaments, you need a handicap, right? A legitimate handicap, I might say, for, mo for the most part. And then the MGA is headed up by President Raymond Bernard. They waive their dues if you're a member for this first year that they've uh, resurrected the Men's Golf Association at uh, Cane Row. And then now they're licensed to uh, sell UL logoed Raging Cajun merchandise, which uh, in the golfing scene now is a hot item since the Cajuns have done so well in their last tournament of the fall season. And then on their schedule, they had their club championship scheduled in August, kind of like uh, Bellevue scheduling their big blowout golf tournament and uh, it was played this past weekend but unfortunately I couldn't secure the results. Uh, my friends over there uh, fumbled the ball and did not uh, get me the results or whatever they did. I don't know. So I have to go secure myself this week and I promise you next week I'll have the results of their club championship. But I know they had it and I know they had a good field. Also congratulations to member Mike Moret making a hole in one recently at Cane Row. And then they had tournaments there recently as well. CHS is Big Red Classic, which raises funds for their Catholic high school uh, football program. First place went to Kevin Arsenal, Nick Boudreau, and Bo Boudreau. They shot 55. They were 12 under through 11 holes. Tied for second was Rhett Viator, Drake Hoffpower, and Sammy Bork with a 56. They tied Jamie, Jamie, uh, rather Tanny Edney. And Lake Walker and Ashton Crochet, also with a 56. Then the Governor's Cup, a junior golf tournament in our area, sponsored by USSA. 
Golf. Uh, it's, of course, that's an insurance company that sponsors uh, these junior golf tournaments. And uh, first place there with the score of 72 went to Blake Francis. Second place, Russell, Russell Bellard, 75. And then third place, Aiden Fontenot with an 80. And also at Cane Row, they'll have the next Acadiana Pro-Am coming up week after next. Not this week, but next. And uh, for some reason, we can play on Wednesday the 9th or Thursday the 10th, which is kind of different. I'm going to have to call Doug and see what's going on with that, But uh, unless it was a misprint. But they normally let you play Tuesday and Thursday. Maybe Tuesday they have a tournament out at Cane Row that I'm not privy to. So uh, this, this week or uh, next week, the Acadiana Pro-Am stops at Cane Row and we get to play on either Wednesday or Thursday, the 9th and 10th. And then the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, a big thanks to Lawson Ruley, the president, for getting me this information. Their most recent results <coughs> come from um, their tournaments played on the second Tuesday of the month and the fourth Tuesday of the month. And the second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town course, and uh, it was played at Lynx, on the Bayou in Alexandria, a golf course I've been wanting to go play along with uh, with uh, Oak Ridge right there. They're next door to each other and uh, could play 36 holes easily in one day. And Boxcar's son, Cody, lives there, so we could uh, have a good time with the three of us playing. Anyway, back to the finish. Top finisher was John Pierce, shot 77. Second place, Mitch Gospar, then Henry Menard, and then Lawson Ruley finished fourth. <clears throat> the Tuesday October tournament uh, was played at Lafayette Muni, their home course, and it was a format that included blind draw. So uh, first place team went to Woody LeMaire, Lawson Ruley, and Terry Clement. And uh, they were plus six above their handicap. And then second place team went to uh, Steve Bienvenue, Henry Willie. And Robert Boudreaux, plus four, plus three, plus one, that's plus eight. So thanks, Lawson Ruley, for getting me the information from the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. If you're a senior, you want to play in some tournaments, you might check them out. You don't have to be a resident of Lafayette to play. And congratulations to a contemporary, Greg Saunier. He's assistant golf pro at Lake Charles Country Club, and he won the 2022 Gulf States PGA Section Tournament, our biggest tournament of the year, played at Bayou Desert in Monroe. He shot three under par, 141. And that qualified him to play in next year, gives him an exemption for the uh, Sanderson Farm Golf Tournament. Uh, of course, that's on the PGA Tour. And it also assured him of uh, Gulf States PGA Player of the Year. And, uh, excuse me, I'm distracted for a moment there. All right, and then on the junior golf scene, uh, Drew Sliman, my grandson, played in the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour Tournament Players Championship in Lake Charles and uh, October uh, 8th and 9th. And uh, Noah McWilliams won it. Drew tied for ninth with a 149. And then Drew will next tee it up in the uh, Louisiana Junior Cup uh, at Southern Trace in Shreveport. And... Uh, I'm getting all kinds of distractions here. Somebody called me, so uh, I have to return that call. But um, 
Once again, Junior Louisiana Junior Cup, Drew was selected to play in it at Southern Trace in Shreveport. Um, coming up, let's see, when's the date of that? It's going to be uh, on the 11th and 12th of, uh, the 12th and 13th, rather, of uh, November. And he's going to play on the East team along with some players. There's 12 players on each side, so uh, good job for Drew getting selected to participate in that. It's Ryder Cup-style matches. All right, that'll about conclude it. We went over time with our local stuff. Of course, talking to Theodore and uh, his UL team was um, a little bit, uh, well, what a bonus though, right? Getting to talk to uh, to those guys all the way over there in Maui. Let's see, it's, uh, it's just afternoon there. So uh, they'll fly out this tonight around five, about five hours from now, which is 10 o'clock our time. And then they'll, they'll fly through the night and then arrive in uh, Lafayette tomorrow morning. So... Uh, we ought to welcome the Raging Cajun golf team back with a big round of applause for sure. I'll drink a beer with my son and congratulate him. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a bit right after the commercial break and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the national golf scene. Stay tuned. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. How energy efficient is your home? Oh, it's a... Uh, hmm... Well, if you're not sure, Clico can help. With Clico's PowerWise Residential Assessment, you can find great ways to weatherize your home. So it's sealed tight and energy efficient, which helps raise your comfy, cozy level while helping lower your energy bills. When it comes to your home, finding ways to weatherize is a very PowerWise thing to do. To sign up, just go to Clico.com slash what matters. That's W-A-T-T matters. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show, Friday morning at 7 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s.
And welcome back to King Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman with you here in the air chair, doing my work for this afternoon, talking a little golf. And uh, if you missed it in the first segment there, we got to talk with uh, the UL Raging Cajun golf coach, Theodore Sliman, my son, and uh, the nice performance his team did, setting kind of records for his team and all, and uh, as well as uh, school records, not, not only school records, but uh, tournament records over there in Kanaala Poly Beach in Maui. So uh, nice going to the Cajuns, and uh, if you missed it, you can check it out on the podcast. That'll be up tomorrow. I'm sure Jeff will put it up as soon as um, he can. So now we turn our attention to the national golf scene, which, of course, during the winter, you know, right now we're in the end of October, Halloween night, right, today. And uh, we're in the midst of the World Series and a lot of big college football games. Golf's not too popular right now, but uh, nonetheless, they're still playing. And uh, there's a lot of news in the golf, you know, golf, national golf world. So uh, here we go. And uh, once again, I wasn't here last week for attending the funeral of one of my teammates, um, Mike Drury. And uh, thanks for watching for, for uh, substituting for me. But I'm not sure he went over what went on last week in the national scene. So uh, I'm going to go over it. It's the CJ Cup at Congaree Golf Course was played in South Carolina. Uh, $10.5 million purse, no 36-hole cut, and 21 of the top 30 players in the world played in it. And guess who won? Rory McIlroy. He climbed back up to the top of the golf world. Uh, for, for being number one. It's been six months and three weeks prior to winning the CJ Cup on Sunday to take uh, his place as number one ranked golfer in the world. Four-time major champion missed the cut at Valero, Texas Open in late March, but since then he's been on fire. That same Friday night, he also missed dinner. The tournament hotel was so busy, McElroy decided it was easy to skip food and wait for it. So uh, congratulations to uh, Rory. He's a great ambassador for golf. Um, not only golf, but for our PGA Tour and, and the ongoing battle uh, with the Live Tour and uh, what's going on with all of that. So uh, congratulations and uh, hope, hope he uh, continues to do well And because, uh, once again, he's good for golf. So that was last week. This week, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship was played, of course, in Bermuda. And uh, Seamus Powers, a uh, guy from Ireland, He's 35 years old, I think. He uh, hung on to win, and he, it's his second victory on the PGA Tour. The golf tournament was played at Port Royal Golf Club, and uh, of course in Bermuda. And uh, he bumped up after winning to 32nd in the world. And he had a one-shot victory over Thomas Dietrich of Belgium. And uh, if you would have, you could have, you would have. You could have watched Thomas Dietrich play right there at Oakbourne and Lafayette because it uh, wasn't that long ago, two or three years ago, he played for the Illinois, the Fighting Illini, who play in uh, the, the Cajuns uh, Classic Tournament every March in, uh, at Oakbourne. But anyway, Thomas Dietrich finished second. He's now a golf pro, obviously. Seamus, uh, Seamus shot 19 under 265, and uh, he now has a three-year exemption on the PGA Tour as well as an invite to the Masters. Unbelievable. You know, a guy's persistent at 35 years old, not winning a whole lot of money, but keeping knocking on the door, and finally he's, uh, he's 
He's secured. He's 32nd in the world, which uh, has a lot of perks for him. Another notes from the tournament, Tennessee freshman, college golfer, Caleb Surratt. Uh, he, he is an outstanding freshman. He got an invitation to play in this tournament. He shot a 64 in the opening round. Uh, the lowest round by a teen, he's a teenager still, since 2012. That's, uh, what, a long time ago, right? Guess what he followed it up with? This is how fickle golf is. An 85. 21 shots higher. That's more than one stroke per hole higher. Uh, and it's that, that's, that's the biggest difference in, in rounds in uh, over 30 years, I think it is, on the PGA Tour that a player has. And then put icing on the cake. Shot 21 shots higher. The final round, he shot 20 shots lower. Shot a 65. How maddening is this game? Just imagine if he'd had a decent round in between. He would have been in contention. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, the game of golf, even for the pros, you know. Then continuing on with PGA Tour news, the director sent a letter to the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, tournament directors of golf tournaments like the Zurich Classic and all the uh, tournaments, the Houston Open, what have you. Uh, <clears throat> to those tournaments that are not on the elevated list, uh, Kelly Jensen is the vice president of tournament operations, and he sent this letter. And uh, the reason is because these tournament directors are not too happy that these four tournaments got selected as elevated tournaments, which means the PGA Tour has awarded them $20 million purses, which uh, is a huge, huge amount for the PGA Tour. If nothing else, the Live movement, the Live Golf, the Saudi Arabia's uh, admission to uh, try, trying to uh, get uh, a tour started has done something good for the PGA Tour in getting them to, to look at themselves and open their eyes and see what they need to do to improve. And so they've awarded $20 million purses to these elevated tournaments next year. The Waste Management Phoenix Open, the RBC Heritage Classic, the Wells Fargo Tournament, and the Travelers Tournament. Now, their place on the schedule uh, was the reason they had to spread it out, is the reason they selected these four tournaments, but they vowed in this letter to the tournament directors that those restraints won't exist after the 2023 season. You know, this is our last year for the wraparound season, and uh, 2024 they'll go to a calendar year season, and I got a feeling all the tournaments are going to get uh, a chance to uh, to host one of these elevated tournaments with a $20 million purse. And so they're looking closely at uh, different scheduling options and such, and I know they'll get it right. Then also uh, coming out of the uh, Bermuda Classic, that's where these uh, tournament directors gathered uh, and had meetings. Uh, but once look at what happened to Grayson Murray. A 29-year-old, he was uh, scheduled to play in the tournament. And of course, Bermuda's a small island, and uh, he and his caddy, uh, Doug Swimmer, were on a little scooter checking out the uh, scenery on beautiful Bermuda, and they got hit by a car. Of course, the roads are narrow, and they drive on the, the left side of the road, as they do in England and in Scotland and all. And uh, he's lucky he didn't get killed, but he had so many stitches he couldn't play, so he had to withdraw. And also on the PGA Tour, PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, 
Cameron Young, no surprise there. Wake Forest alum, 25 years old. He uh, played golf in, in, <coughs> for uh, Wake Forest, as I just said, and uh, he won the Arnold Palmer Trophy, and that's pretty ironic since Arnold Palmer also played golf for Wake Forest. And uh, the trophy, the Arnold Palmer Trophy, is for Rookie of the Year, and it was presented by, get this, Webb Simpson, also a Wake Forest deacon. And um, he collected 94% of the votes by the tour players. So um, when the tour players vote, their voice is heard. He had seven top threes, including uh, five runner-ups, and uh, he's a New York native. So now let's move over to the uh, LPGA Tour. Once again, I'm going to go over last week's uh, tournament as well, so that... Uh, case box score didn't get a chance to uh, report it to you. It's always special when you win, but Lydia Ko returned to South Korea to compete, though she'll see New Zealand's flag next to Ko's name on the leaderboard. She was born in Seoul and remains connected to the country. Ko loves going to South Korea, and the fans might love it more to support her. But after nine years of playing professional golf, the 25-year-old had yet to win an LPGA or Korean LPGA event in South Korea, and she did just that last Sunday. And uh, that's what made the BMW Classic Ladies Championship so special to her. She not only won a car, but she won the uh, first place prize, final round of 65 at Oak Valley Country Club in Wonju. Co impressively earned her 18th LPGA Tour win. The next closest competitor was Andrea Lee, was four shots back. Nice going there, Lydia Co. Outstanding player and uh, big future for her. She's only 25 years old. You'd think she'd win some more, right? We hope so. Let's see now. Let's go on to the Champions Tour. <clears throat> the rise of Steve Alker. It's not a household name, but uh, he will be soon. Has been nothing but short of uh, a fairy tale for Steve uh, last August, the journeyman was still a Monday qualifier on the PGA Champions Tour. And of course, that's for senior golfers uh, to play, 50 years of age or older. And now, after his latest victory on Sunday, he's in the driver's seat to win the Senior Circuit's season-long Schwab Cup. That's uh, comparable to the FedEx Cup. You get a big, big bonus for that, and he's come out of nowhere to do it. He turns out he still needs a little bit of uh, work to do, hosting, hoisting trophies or whatever. Following Alker's fifth PGA Tour Champions victory at the Dominion Energy Charity Classic, he dropped the tournament prize. <laughs> he almost broke the, uh, the crystal trophy. And nearly gave one of the tournament executives a heart attack in the process. So last part of the bit of the hyperbole was the... <clears throat> Watch the guy holding the mic in the background <laughs> as Aker loses control of the trophy. And uh, he goes to grab it. It's pretty funny. You need to watch it. Steve Aker. We'll see what happens as their season winds down. Then on the DP Tour, which is the uh, new name for, excuse me, the uh, European Tour. So in last, last March... In the Portugal Masters, 
three players tied at 22 under par, the lowest score ever recorded in uh, a PGA Tour event. They all tied at 22 under par. Amongst them was Jordan Smith, and he ultimately lost in a playoff to Pablo Larrazabal. So it was um, in this context that uh, Jordan Smith, the Englishman, shot 30 under par. Of course, that's a big, big record, right? This week in the uh, Dom Pedro Classic in Valdemura, Portugal. Yeah, it's all the more remarkable that uh, he did this. He beat the best personal score by eight shots, and this time he got the win. 30 under par, eight shots lower than his 22 under par. His only other victory, get this, came in 2017 at the Porsche European uh, Open. That's five years ago. So uh, another story of a persistent player. He's 29 years old. He has 130 starts, and it was 1,918 days between his wins and 130 starts. Persistence. You've got to keep trying. Got to keep trying. And on the amateur side, the 13th annual Asian Pacific Amateur was played in Thailand. And uh, Australian Harrison Crow won that event. Back nine rally. Uh, he was tied for the lead um, with Bo Jin going to the 17th hole, which is it's an island green, kind of like the TPC at Sawgrass's Island Green, number 17. It's also number 17. But this one's even more unique because the only way you can get to it is by boat. So the players have to boat across the pond to get to the green. And uh, it's a scary hole, right? So tied with the lead with Bo Jin, <sighs> Jin made the major mistake. He hit it in the water and uh, made a double bogey. So Crow safely played to 30 feet away and made his par. And then uh, both players parred the last hole and uh, <sighs> Crow got the win. He was 13 under par, and the big thing about it is, as an amateur, and if he stays an amateur, he gets an invite to the Masters coming up in April, four or five months from now, and also an exemption to the Open Championship, because um, this Asian Tour partnered with the uh, RNA, and the RNA sponsors it. So uh, the Open Championship going to be played next July, and uh, he'll be there. Now, the, the Open uh, CEO, Martin Slumbers, was there at the Ace Asian Tournament because uh, the RNA sponsor it, and uh, he made a statement on the LIV Live Saudi Arabia-backed uh, tournament. He said that uh, as of right now, no Live players will be banned from the Open Championship next July, but uh, a decision will come uh, more firmly in early 2023 and he said the future of golf does not lose, he wants to ensure that the future of golf does not lose value. But as of right now, the live players can play in the Open Championship. Now, the problem with that is you get exemptions into the tournament through your world golf rankings. And uh, as each week passes by, the live players that defected to the live tour are not recognized 
the Live Tour is not recognized for world golf ranking points. So uh, they'll have to figure out another way, and they can go, always go through um, qualifying, right? And also, uh, Martin Slumbers made a statement that uh, the Open will not, he's standing firm with his uh, statement last year, that it will not be played at Turnberry uh, due to uh, former President Donald Trump owning Turnberry. He said they don't want to get into politics, and uh, so they, they're not hosting the tournament um, at Turnberry. And other short notes, <coughs> getting close to wrapping it up. Dale McMath, or rather Dale McNamara, female uh, with Tulsa University. She is a legendary golf course coach. She passed away this past Sunday, but she, she's the one who got launched women's golf on the college scene. She was 86 years old, and uh, she, once again, a legendary golf course coach who helped start the, uh, the female side of golf in the United States, and she coached Nancy Lopez, so uh, big deal there. Then Lydia Coe, who we just mentioned, and her instructor, Sean Foley, have parted ways for... Uh, they say logistical reasons, but they will still stay friends, and uh, she w he will still be a mentor to Lydia Ko. And then finally, do you know Nolan Krentz? I don't. I didn't, don't know him, but he's a nutty, crazy golfer for sure, and he's from Wisconsin. Last year, he played 17,000-something holes. This year, he's played 17,820 holes, and that's a record, which he broke his own record from last year. The guy's absolutely nuts. That's an average of 48 holes per day. He's a golf coach in Wisconsin, and he gets up early and plays a few holes before, and then uh, I guess I guess he coach him and play some more later. 48 holes a day, that's a lot of golf. Anyway, that'll wrap it up for me. Um, stay tuned. We got the Louisiana Network news, and then uh, back into the music. Nice talking with you guys. Have a happy, happy Halloween. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Kane Radio is your home for high school football. Join us Thursday night, Northside at Westgate. 6.30 our pregame, 7 o'clock kick, brought to you in part by the Quarter Tavern, McDonald's, Pelican Driving School, State Representative Blake Miguez, candidate for State Senate District 22, District Attorney Bo Dewey, Dana Duga Affordable Homes, and the Acadiana Hearing Center. Once again, join us Thursday night, Northside at Westgate, 6.30 our pregame, 7 o'clock kick, here on Kane 107.5. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. 
ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 